Welcome back to another episode of Insects for Dummies, the podcast you know that covers all things six-legged. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and today we're going to talk about the Hercules beetle. Weighing up to 140 grams, which is 0.3 pounds, or the weight of your average golden hamster, the Hercules beetle is one of the largest beetles on Earth, measuring 3.5 inches and up to 7 inches in length with the horns included. This beetle can also lift up to 100 times its own weight. That's 100 golden hamsters. In fact, it got its name from the mighty Greek hero Hercules because of its incredible strength. The scientific name is Dynastus Hercules, and these can only be found in the warm tropical forests of Central and South America, where it forages on rotting tree stumps and trunks, but you can also find them as pets in other countries. However, you should be warned, the price of a beetle like this can go up to 1,000 USD. People love their beetles, especially here in Japan. Like all other beetles, these two start as an egg and develop through complete metamorphosis from egg to larva to pupa to adult. The eggs for these beetles are about the size of an M&M candy, which is close to one centimeter if you aren't familiar, and the larvae get large enough to fill the palm of your hand. Unfortunately, the lifespan is only about two and a half years, and it takes around a year and a half to reach adulthood. So that's really only one year or less of large beetle fun. Of course, if you enjoy having a big grub sit in a pile of dirt for 19 months, then that's another story entirely. This beetle is sexually dimorphic, which means that the males and females look very different from each other. Being an audio podcast, I'll now describe the difference for you, but you can also find the images on my Instagram page, at insects number four dummies. The male Hercules beetle is huge for one, and the wings are covered by a yellow and black spotted elytra, which is the entomology term for the protective shell all beetles have. The coloring is actually very similar to a very ripe banana, but it varies by individual. It also varies depending on the humidity of the environment. For example, in a wetter environment, the beetles are all black, which is very different from the banana yellow coloring usually seen when it's dry. This color change can happen in a matter of minutes and is most drastic in the males. The color change is also localized, which is probably why there are often black spots on the elytra. The thorax and head are all black, and they each have one huge horn that protrudes and overlaps to appear like a colossal claw or even the open mouth of a fierce predator. The horn that arches over the head from the thorax has a single row of brown hairs facing downward that look like a comb. The female is not nearly as large and does not have horns at all. She's honestly quite drab in comparison, but that's usually how it goes in the animal kingdom, minus Homo sapiens. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to quickly go back to the color-changing phenomenon. The elytra contain a spongy layer that, when filled with air, allows light to be refracted. But when the spongy layer is filled with water, then light is absorbed. It's actually a really good defense mechanism, because during the night, when humidity is higher, the beetles can blend in with their dark surroundings. 
The color change is also possible to see with dead museum specimens as well. The beetle does not need to be alive for this phenomena to occur. Okay, now let's talk about those horns because we're all curious about why they are so huge and what they do with them. The answer is found in mating season, when males become territorial and protect an area they found suitable for mating, which is usually a log or stump. The beetles will also fight each other over a female if one is present. The battles are actually really similar to a wrestling match, where each opponent faces off looking for an opportunity to throw the other out of the ring. Again, this is usually a log or stump, so the losing beetle will quite literally get lifted and tossed off, or just pushed off in milder cases. Earlier, I mentioned being able to purchase these beetles in pet stores. And the reality is you can purchase a wide variety of beetles through online vendors. Housing beetles is actually relatively simple. You'll need a tank, preferably five times the length of the beetle, soft substrate of dirt or wood shavings that's at least an inch deep, and then some sticks or large pieces of wood for the beetle to stand on or hide under. Beetles love fruit and need moisture, so it's easier to keep them in the warmer humid months of summer. But you could of course also have a humidifier and or spray the tank periodically in drier weather. The Hercules beetle requires three to four inches of substrate to burrow in during the day, preferably with sphagnum moss. And the tank should be at least five gallons if it's around five inches in length. If you live in Japan and or are interested in finding any kind of beetle, it is quite easy to make trap baits Simply take a banana, place it in a Ziploc bag with 50 milliliters of liquor, and have it ferment for a day or two. The process can be sped up using yeast and added sugar as well. Then take the banana and place it in a mesh bag and strap it to a tree in the woods. You'll find many insects are attracted to the scent of your fermenting banana. Catching beetles is a hobby for many kids and hobbyists in Japan, and I will be partaking as well when the months get warmer. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Dummies. Intro and outro music was written and produced by me. And you can find more of my music on Spotify or other listening services under Mitchell Logan. As always, I'm going to ask for your help with rating and reviewing the podcast. If you enjoy it, of course. It really helps push the show to more people. Next week, we'll be talking about sericulture and the world's first fully domesticated insects. <laughs>